Welcome to episode 80 of Tactical Crouch. This is your week four Overwatch League preview episode. We got some good ones this week. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by Yiska and Volamel. Uh, we've got a ton to talk about, so we're going to just jump right in. But before we do, big thank you to our patron producers. We got a long list. I gotta, I gotta take a big, big breath. <gasps> Battlecrab, Maid, Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, and Kasha sixty seven. Kasha sixty seven, adding on to the list, just like we talked about on Monday. Iska, it's getting there. Nice, true. I saw, I saw like one, one guy. Uh, I guess we're going to mention him later, even though I'm not sure what his name is. But on Discord, he's called Choke. And he was asking, he was wanted to catch a, a live show, and he apparently is also a new patron. You mean Chonk? So, Chonk, sorry. Chonk. Why am I too much Houston, dude? Too much Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Went from Chonk to Choke. Yep. <laughs> I get what you did there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. The family's growing. If you like the show, want to support, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We got some cool perks, great discord, a nice civil, uh, civil channel where you can discuss overwatch league and overwatch and podcast things in. And it's a nice fun space with people who have strong opinions that are very nice about them. Uh, and yeah, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. You can also watch the shows record live Monday and Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. If you miss it, don't get to see it live. We're on YouTube, Google Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you can download a podcast, you can watch or listen to the show. All right, let's jump into it a little bit. 132 is out on P uh, PTR. Joe, I think I saw your tweet. You got to play a little bit of this, huh? No, not at all. I don't play this game in the slightest, um, but I like thinking about it. Um, and I thought that oh, I thought uh, you, I thought you nothing was going to change. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Me playing Overwatch, not the duo you'd expect. Um, no, I uh, I took a little bit of brain power, thought about it. Um, still thought Ryan was super good. Uh, it was fun to experiment with like all of the different like extra abilities that tanks got. And I think that should be the takeaway is that to make the game a bit more healthy. I think we need to redefine what a tank is and what a tank is supposed to do and then realign some of these flex tanks into being more in line with what a tank is supposed to be. Because I think if you it's it's again it's a catch 22 because you don't want it to be completely busted in pro play but you also don't feel very good when you get a diva hog on your team. You just you just lose, right? So it's about trying to you get might. them more in line. Eh, I'm well, pulling. Yeah. I'm pulling people in well all day in Ilios, man. Fair enough. I, I guess it's a. Uh, it's it's a uh, in the eye of the beholder, let's say. Um, but I think it's just more bringing flex tanks more in line and, and defining what a tank is a little bit better. I think that's that should be the takeaway here. 
It was pretty cool. So Zarya, so I was kind of watching. I haven't gotten to play yet. It came out yesterday. And by the way, when I said live, I just want to clarify, the experimental card is live. They didn't like fast forward six months and now we're playing 132 Overwatch. That's not the case at all. Uh, so settled down. I, I was surprised. Uh, anyways, uh, it was pretty cool. So uh, Roadhog has this giant like heel cloud around him, right? Is that what it does? It like... Yeah, when he walks around while taking a breather, he like leaves a cloud that heals you for 25 per second, and then you get a 25% damage uh, mitigation while standing in it. This is this is not like a, a, a serious analysis, so if we get any of these wrong, yeah. go watch one of the other amazing podcasts that have to do with like the gameplay and hero, breakdown, hero breakdowns. We're not doing that. But uh, that was pretty cool. Zarya has her bubble now. AOE bubble. AOE in like yep. the whole team, which is really cool. A lot of fun. I wonder how much energy you get. Oh, you're probably maxed. Like you're just maxed out at all. They, maxed, they right lowered away. it heavily. They lowered how much oh, you get they? per. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I, yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. You just like <laughs> otherwise you're just go from zero to one hundred. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've uh, we played some in our in our game nights. We played the we played the boss mode, didn't you? Didn't we? Where there was a the roadhog boss. boss. Mode. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it makes sense. I I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm probably gonna bust it out and try it over the next few days. Uh just to see, but that is out on, uh, not on PTR, but it's out on live in the experimental card mode. Uh, we also I would love for the experimental card, not to interject. I love for the experimental card to not be different ways to play the game, but fun additions to the game to draw people in rather than like test or experiment with things that could feasibly actually see like time. Or, or, or use you don't think what it's like you would feasibly see time no i think i think that's the 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 scary part is that it's it's real enough that you could believe it like we we've gone through so many like fundamental changes in the game where it's just like they're and they're and they're fundamental in how you pick your hero and they're they're just kind of restrictions they're they're blizzard's always trying to restrict what you do with the game i would like something on top i want new toys i think i speak for a lot of people when i say that like i want something new to play with i want not a new hero but like a just something different something that's not mm. going to restrict me rather than like open up a new possibility like oh i didn't think about that. that's kind of interesting and i think that's that's what was intriguing about 321 was like the different changes like oh well what if we gave roadhog like this aoe move i think just keeping 222 and then just like throwing out like weird changes like that would be kind of fun i think that would actually get people to play the game by the way like for me and i did play a little bit but as Hila, and i uh peaced out after 20 minutes like nope i'm not it's it i'm not sure how much uh it is about three to one because now you're like as anna you're like okay there's the mccree and then there's the genji okay i can position here doesn't get a whiff of me. I sh probably shouldn't be scope shooting as well. But then there's a third nuisance, and someone is always on your on your butt. So like I I tilted out of the game after 20 minutes and hoped that this was would change once people are more used to it and are not just merely trying out stuff. But um, actually, the 
the cool thing about all of this was for me the jeff kaplan forum posts and one thing that he talked about rang so true to me that this seems to be a, the bigger deal for me than three to one mm -hmm. which is basically like he says the the feedback you get as a dps player is much more immediate and you get these dopamine shots headshot body shot kill like these uh auditory as well as like visual um it lights up in the kill feed you it announces it to everyone sure. while when i hit like okay so that's also my my theory why by um supports like anna are so beloved because like the nades everyone sees that if that hits you get it past on ryan or whatever while you're running swinging that feels good right mm -hmm. it's also why probably people don't like playing mercy as much because the feedback is not there the the most satisfying stuff probably for mercy is like getting a res off or something in a tough situation otherwise the feedback is very lim limited in terms of auditory stuff in terms of like what did I do right in this fight where I can still derive satisfaction from even though we lost this fight, right? Um, for Lucio, pretty much the only thing that feels like this um, satisfying booping is like people. booping people and then maybe um, headshots. He, that's sure. why I think like the, the movement is fun and whatever, but like you, you can see a clear trend, trend, right? For instance, someone like Orisa is not that fun. Right, like yes, you get the headshot feedback, but how much, how many headshots are you really dealing with that random gun? And like, then everything else feels just like, you know, yeah. the the feedback is the thing that we're not doing well. If there was something like, oh, you you just like, bing, 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 you overhealed this guy for hundred percent of his health, and if you hadn't, he would have died. Stuff like that, like you saved right. X people's lives, just like after a fight. Uh, in spawn greeting you or something something that gives you that dopamine shot where i can just say okay i succeeded here in, in this fight despite us not winning because currently it just feels like eh, like when i'm playing supports like unless i'm like anna and i hit these sleep darts and i get a feedback there or these uh like even bab is really not that satisfying i don't know the feet yeah sometimes i know that someone would have died if i didn't put the uh the immortality field down in but the, the feedback of that is not that great. Well, in the end, the feedback ends up being your teammates telling you you did a good job, which we should, you all should know, is that something that you can rely on, right? Like, yeah. I love playing support. Also, when at the end basically of the game, never happens. Yeah, like, and especially I think at lower ranks where people don't totally understand. Like, DPS don't understand what the healers are doing for you. They just understand what the healers aren't doing for you, right? And so, especially if you're losing, I would say. And so... um, I get it. I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to try it out. Maybe we should see if we can find time in the morning and have us three kind of go up on audit and just have us three triple Q into some experimental mode just to try it together and see what happens. Uh, interesting uh, enough, the there's kind of a little bit of an outrage on Reddit because the tank queue times uh, ended up being plus ten are minutes. Obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, they ended up being really long, and let's be real, everyone's trying to try out the new heroes. Everyone wants to play sure. the new op yeah. tanks, the ones with these kind of big changes, but uh, that's going to even out. Oh, yeah, it'll definitely even out, but it goes back to my point. It's just like, that's new toys. I want to try the new toys. We have new toys. Like, let me let me try out the new Roadhog. I want to see what that feels like. I'm going to try the new Zarya. 
that's what the experimental car should be not restricting people stop restricting people and how they play your game give them new tools give them new toys to play with you'll see people come back yeah it's uh we're not going to spend too much time on this we're not <laughs> that's not the type of True. podcast that we are but it is live to play and uh we'll let you know maybe on monday if we sit down and find a couple you know half an hour to play together we're busy people okay get off us uh pickums we do have our own High Noon Pick'em League at highnoon.gg. Go to the Featured Leagues tab, and you'll see Tactical Crouch picks up Pick'ems. I'm doing all right. I'm at 15. I'm in, like, the top 20 or so. Uh, Joe, you're at 13. And uh, Yis- Yiska, so... I- Yiska is... We can track Yiska. He's just not in the league. I'll have to go yeah, through all the predictions so, and actually... Like, I, think, I think I should be at 13 as well. I, I think, think I got 14. one. I think you're ahead of me. I'm yeah. smarter than okay. both of you. I think so. I, I think, think you're 14. I think all we need to take away from this is the real big brain is right here. When it comes down all to the hacker, what matters the most in Overwatch League analysis? Predicting winners of matches. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what makes a good analyst, is what I say. So uh, come hang out with us, though. ton of fun. We're like the second or third largest league on the site. Uh, we're giving away Tactical Crouch merch to the top five finishers. So um, come join us. If you join late, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to say this. If you join late, I think what we'll probably do is kind of keep track and and try and like reset the second half of the season. I'm going to see if that's something that we can do. So if you join late, you can join now in the second half. You can still, we can find a way to integrate everyone into winning some prizes. Even if you didn't get involved in a pick'em league, maybe we just start you at 10 like if you join late, we'll just start you at ten wins or whatever, so you're a little bit behind. We'll find a way to do it if you want to win some stuff and just cool people overall. Uh, Highnoon.gg. We're also on Juked.gg. Um, if you're watching esports there, which I think a lot of people are, and I think it's you been should. a really cool site. It's a great place to like find and just get. If you're if you want to consume esports and don't know where to go, go to Juked.gg. Not actually sponsored at all. They did put us up on the site, so we're actually on their calendar, which is great. Uh, Chris and Ben have been longtime contributors to the Overwatch and competitive Overwatch communities. Uh, with uh, it was what did what did Chris overview the overview back in the day? They did that show together. They brought on a lot of great guests, and um, Ben's been around. He was one of my first guests on Overwatch League Daily funnily enough and so they've got their little website and uh not little website it's a big website they just secured eight hundred thousand dollars in funding from people like mike morheim and other people so go to high uh not high noon uh go to juke.gg check out the show you can set up reminders for that and watch all the all the esports you want there so um i do not uh have anything else to say other than to walk into our race of the mayhem mayhem are playing this week. So we might as well, uh, bust out race, the mayhem. Yiska, give us the breakdown on race to mayhem so far where people can go to get some cool merch as I answer an emergency phone call. Um, so, uh, Made and I initially like started race to mayhem and we wanted to lose one kilogram of weight, which is about 2.2 pounds. Uh, per win that the Mayhem gets this season. And of course, as soon as the regular season ends, our race ends, and whoever has more points, so to speak, uh, accrued, will win that. Now, 
Bayam has won one match, so I wouldn't have to lose one kilogram or 2.2 pounds. Actually, Mayhem, I'm one kilogram ahead. You better win one next week um, if you, you know, want to keep up. Otherwise, a lot of people have joined in. For instance, uh, Jacob Wolf of ESPN has joined in. Um, like a bunch of, like Joe has joined in. Uh, John has joined in. Not everyone is doing the one kilogram. That's also not medically responsible for many of us. We are not all just like fat, big larts like I am. And um, it made sense for me. And I'm losing a kilogram of, uh, of weight fairly easily by not even working out and just like still drinking some calories in terms of... Uh, um, coffee and whatnot um but uh, otherwise yeah like just if you want to join do that uh and set a reasonable goal for yourself consult with a practitioner of your choice or like a like a doctor uh, if you're unsure what's what's doable and what's healthy for you and otherwise just have fun and uh if We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll have time to sign up for a gym because I've secured the Instagram account, Gym Scrims. And maybe we'll start putting some footage on that from the community of those that are working out as well. Yeah, I've been sharing some, some videos and stuff uh, there with uh, what I've been working on in the gym and stuff. And it's been really cool, really encouraging. Um, so, you know, if, if you work really well with like a, an encouraging community to kind of share your progress with and struggles with do it just try it if it's not for you you can always not do it we're not going to hold you accountable or anything uh but you can also get some uh cool you know cool merch as well so may as well do it and uh yeah here you go i'm, I'm sending you guys the proof Almost sent that to my work group as well. <laughs> my hobbit feet. Those hobbit feet, man. Those German hobbit feet. All right, let's talk about this week's uh, matches. Lots of matches this week. We got seven. So it's going to be... Well, actually, we had eight the first week, didn't we? So this is actually slightly less. We're actually going to be uh, starting off with actually, before we get started, so uh, we're going to Houston. Houston mm -hmm. Outlaws, as uh, we have not been shy on the show, 0-4. Uh, far and away, the uh, worst performing team so far, just like from a statistical standpoint. Uh, and who they lost to, yeah. What's that? And who they lost to as yes, well. Yes, yes. Like just like the direct opposition. I believe there's I believe their two map wins and their two map ties both came against Boston. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just straight 0 and 9 or something like that. So don't yeah, quote me on that. Rough. I don't have the browser tab open at the moment, but Dr. Disrespect is playing Overwatch. <laughs> All right. That's a bounty. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um yeah, so we're going to Houston. I think uh, we were kind of talking about it before the show, but before we talk about the specific matches, uh, for me personally, and I think, Joe, you are kind of alluding to this, this feels like a really make-or-break week for Houston. Uh, yeah, um, especially their match against London. Um, 
yeah, they need they need something to turn around. And I think last week was a it was an eye opener that it doesn't matter how well or how successful you're doing in scrims. Um, if you can't translate that to stage, that's a problem. So it's it's kind of bridging that 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 supply chain and figuring out how to feasibly get the players that you have at home and put them on stage. Um, if if they've solved that and we can actually see some of the fruits of their labor, then fantastic. But if not, then I think it's I think it's time to sell every last uh, Houston stock and uh, and move on because uh, it's not going to get easier past this point. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough. Uh, Sideshow did a great interview with Dream. It was 26 minutes long, I think, one of his longest interviews. And they talked a lot about, you know, when they're using Rockus versus Repel and uh, why their compositions work and where the trust is in Blase versus maybe Linkser, who we've even discussed on the show is kind of feeling like the de facto hit scan person so it was, it was really insightful to see i don't i personally was was satisfied with the responses i know not everybody was but um i i will i i give a lot of respect to dream because for somebody who has like just gotten in to esports like expert just verbal jujitsu just like saying enough but not saying everything like answering the question but like really not like putting his job on the line like he 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 rolled with with sideshow in that interview very well so i i do have to give him a a nod there but me personally obviously i want to know like every little detail so i think i think you know. we're hoping to have a dream and or harsha on during their break after this. one of these days yeah. and so um we're hoping to make that happen and we'll put them in the hot seat we'll grill them don't you worry but until then uh, this is going to be a big one for Houston. Our first match happens on Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific time is going to be between NYXL and the Florida Mayhem. Joe, you said to look for this one to be closer than it appears. The yeah, I think um, I think this is this is upset territory. Not, not I'm not saying there will be, but I think if there's going to be a match that you can predict to be an upset or or you know one of the few matches that could be an upset. This might be one of the two this weekend. Um, the Mayhem are a little weird, right? We, we can agree with that. They're playing weird supports. They have a weird style. They're a little bit slower than most teams. New York, on the other hand, they seem like a good post-half team. They want to come in. They want to kind of feel you out. They want to throw you know, a ball on that first pitch and see where, how you're standing. You know, they want to they measure you up. And then Sabiolbi and the coaches come in. And I think that's probably why he's seeing a lot of play is because they're still trying to iron out this this more proactive style. He's kind of an arm for the coaches. I think he really rallies the team around and brings that leadership to help them in those weird situations. Go back and look at their Philly match. Look at the two games pre-half and then look at the post-half. I think they're completely different. I do think Sabiolby gets a lot of hate on his McCree. And while it's not great, it ain't that fine. bad. It's, it's not horrible. That's not why. I don't think that that's why they're, they lost against no, Philly, no, no. you know right? i think like, i think it was coordination i think it was who are you being being an absolute disc golfer and being a, a a new term i'm gonna call the wall golf where you wall and then you golf no more of that i think people are, are really starting to catch on i think poco i think uh, nevix on defiant they're they're, they're they're coming up and they're coming to, to to snag your blizzards like it's it's you have to be a little bit more cognizant and when you're throwing your your alt so that has to change and New York, 
they're they're gonna try and dive into this team that wants to dive into like that that's a good thing for them so that's not something that they can throw at mayhem it's it's kind of a weird stylistic matchup but because new york has only one game this week and i think they're actually great post half team i think they probably have enough to put florida away but i wouldn't i wouldn't count out florida in, in an upset here NYXL is definitely a team that has shown that they have vulnerabilities. I feel like in every match except for maybe the one against, was it Houston or Boston uh, that they played? Um, they, they've shown... I'm gonna, London? Well, I mean, so I was the, the matches that they won decisively. London was Yeah, I would say London. That when they played against London week one, it was a little messy. Yeah, I'm saying every, sorry, every one, and I, I just need to check just to make sure, uh, schedule. Um, so week one, we saw NYXL go against London and Boston. They looked yeah. vulnerable against London. Boston, I think they looked fine. I, I would, yeah, I would not say Boston. It, yeah, it's Boston. Week three last week, they played Philly. Obviously, they looked vulnerable there, and they played against Houston. So, They've they've played the two worst teams in the league, and then they yep. played a mid pack and a high middling back. team in which yep. they looked pretty vulnerable, and then they played a you know potential top five to top three team in which that they were uh, they were stymied. So, I I think if you go back and you watch that Eichenwald, which was map four, like that's a couple of things happen. You know, I think if you I, I really wonder if Libros this got awful at May. Um, because who are you really is starting to like tank in my in my rankings. Like he's just not not performing well at all. And I think that's stymieing a lot of their engages where his walls are not uh they're not flex sealed, let's say. There's always little gaps that people can sneak in or somebody's on an angle or they wall and like for just to engage like they're just like oh we're just going to engage here there's no it doesn't seem like there's a ton of thought being put into it it's just like let's just go and they're just being proactive to be proactive and it doesn't it doesn't feel calculated it just feels like we just need to push the go button and go and that can work sometimes but i don't think it's going to be able to beat the the highest caliber of teams and that's why i think new york's slipping um but i think they have enough to put away the, the florida mayhem they do that's and- it possible for an upset i would say like this is this is one of them just to reiterate because every week we have this question these odds are presented or not presented by but they are taken from (laughs) odds portal which is a odds aggregate site they aggregate uh, a bunch of odds from a bunch of different betting sites to kind of give us a a rough uh, mean so um that's where those are coming from and it's always interesting to see. We love the discussions going on in chat. These are not come. These are not by us. So, what uh, are the odds for this one? Odds for this one are seventy-eight twenty-two NYXL. Yeah, this is. I'd bet on this. If I was a betting man, I'd bet, I'd put some money on Florida. This is. By the way, this is not a. This we are not giving. This is not a betting podcast. Advice. Please use your betting. gamble responsibly. But yeah, but if I was, what would you say is clo- closer to like 65, 35 for you? Um, I'd say 60, 40, 60, 40. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think New York. I don't good. know about that. I feel yeah. like 70, 30. Yeah, that's my, that's uh-huh. my, yeah, I, I think there's, there's very, there, there's a, there's a good couple worlds where I can see that Florida, like throws them off guard with a lot of heavy, like brig 
a Cree flank. Sibiobi doesn't get to do much of anything. They have a hard time adapting. They can't dive into it if the maps allow it. Like, yeah, this is this is rough. Granted, they this is the only match, but stylistically, it might be it might be a weird curveball for New York. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and and I agree with that. I think that ultimately, you know, for me, I'll go ahead and slide me over. Yes, I'm choosing NYXL. Joe, sounds like you're choosing NYXL as well. Yep. Yiska, you've been kind of quiet. Yes, yes, but I'm assuming NYXL as well. So yeah, Yiska, I, for you then, uh, like, is there anywhere where you think that mayhem tips the scale against NYXL? Well, the the first thing, like. Since we're we cannot talking about fuck. beating the mayhem or, uh, yeah, racing, racing the, the mayhem, mayhem. Uh, tipping yeah. scales. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. We cannot forget that NYXL Ape only plays one match and last match when the uh, last uh, match when they looked dodgy, um, they had trap games pretty much. So, um, I think the define probably, uh, also harder for them than the mayhem. I don't know. I feel like this is this is seventy thirty. I mean, it's not impossible, certainly, for the mayhem to do well here. Uh, I just think they would need to be as inventive as Defined was in order to give them a hard time. Because if they can prep um, for the mayhem the entire week and just look at the the tape that they have. That's a good point, actually. Then, um, then they cannot play the vanilla stuff. And I would have to look at the maps because sometimes it's weird. Like the map pools sometimes are like you play only like one map of the maps you've never played before, stuff like yeah. that. Or sometimes like you can practice all the maps and you're playing all of them one weekend. And I feel like that's that's sort of a big deal. And I would have to look at that, but yeah, I, I think generally the Mayhem need to be very inventive and I'm not sure if they wouldn't be better served in uh, prepping for London than for the NYXL. That's a good point. How do you feel about uh, how important do you think that the May matchup is? I think we've highlighted a bit in the past and I think some people have I think overestimated how important the May match is. We've talked about who are who are you and have nagged on him a little bit, and um, you've got Yaki on the other side and playing May for uh, the Florida Mayhem. Joe, is this an important? Is this an important uh, matchup? Do you think at the May? Yeah, level? I think so. I think it's probably one of the most important heroes at the moment. Um, finding. You know, valuable walls, being able to position correctly, knowing when and where to flank. Um, you know, finding value consistently with your blizzards, which, you know, to be fair to who are you, uh, there's been more time spent watching him than we've spent watching Yaki just because they've played more matches. Um, that said, from what I've seen from Yaki, it's not that much better, but it's it feels like a little bit more coherent um, instead of just like, the go button's been pressed. I throw my, you know, I throw my alt and, and I hope, or I just throw it. Like there was a point on, um, when they were playing against Philly on Havana last, where it's that long stretch of like lane and he just wings it past like the, the, the payload and just straight. Like once it, there's like a pixel, once it leaves his hand, it's just eaten. It's just like the diva's right in front of you, dog. Like you can't do that. 
Like it's you got to use your eyes. I do it in gold all the time. Yeah, well, pro tip: don't do that. <laughs> Here we go. Fair enough. Gold Thanks shot. for the pro tip. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I think I think that this one should be relatively a safe one for NYXL. I do I do kind of worry. Like I don't know. The I mean we we do know the pop off potential of Saya player obviously, and having that there can make this be a really challenging uh, few maps for the maps that he's in over BQB right. Yep. So there Anchor are town. there are definitely worlds in which I could see, and especially if they take an early map and NYXO unravels. I think that's exactly what happens. I think they lose control. Map two looks shaky and then they come post half and it looks way better. I think after the half, again, this is going to be the narrative that I'm testing. They're a pretty good. They're very good. Again, go back and watch that Philly game. They look way more like decisive, like they're still engaging to engage, but they're all engaging and they kind of shut down flanks and they're just all one way or the other. And I think that put Philly on the back foot and they were forced to adapt a little bit. Um, and I think a lot of those, those maps were, you know, a couple, a couple decisions away from, from actually losing for Philly. Um, which again, if you go back and look at those predictions last show, last uh, preview show, again, there was a split house. A lot of people thought NYXL was going to win. A lot of people, not so many people thought that Philly was going to win. Wow, so what a, I, gloat. what a humble gloat right there again. That's, so it's, that's where Joe, the Oracle, the Joracle comes in. Sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people also thought Nene would play. So it's true. <laughs> what did who you? Who players? Or who? Who, who do you? Who said uh, say Bilby was going to play? I can't remember who that was. Oh, weird. Oh, what is? What is your thoughts on Libro's Congratulations absence? on being wrong. <laughs> that's Lord. Dude, that's, right. that's, that's that's Lord. What's what's your <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on? Um, I forget who said it, but ultimately, Libero's absence was purely a meta one. Oh, IMT. Yeah, I don't. I, okay. NYXL said that in the Hanzo meta, like in season one. Like, you, you just admit you don't know what to do with this kid. Like, he's just too good. Mm. Just sell him. Just get rid of him. Dude, I agree that, like, I, I think Libero not playing is not as big of an issue for me as SBB playing against Carpe, bro. Like, that's uh, just asking, asking for I don't it. Know. And to expect, like, the, if their game plan was that Carpe would constantly flank and they would somehow, like, be able to catch him off guard, they didn't wa watch the Washington series. Yeah. Carpe wasn't constantly flanking against them, uh, against Corey. He definitely put some respect on his name mm -hmm. and um, it ended up being the right call. Like, I feel like that the 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 read they made was already proven wrong by that series. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, I think that's a good point. We'll have to see. We're only in week four. It seems have played a maximum of four matches. There's been sure. different homestands of different, of varying degrees of I think uh, volatility. But yep. I think it's a good point. Definitely something to put a pin in for sure. Um, and see. That's going to be starting again, NYXL versus Florida Mayhem at noon on Saturday. So I would say this is probably one of the more interesting ones that we have this week as far as potentially uh, high-level teams. Yes, but I think like we have very few like bye weeks 
or by matches. Totally, so like, totally matches. Like, there, there are some, there are some weirdly interesting ones. Um, part and parcel with uh, one of the teams that we're going to be talking about next. Well, let's talk about the next one. So coming up at two o'clock Pacific time, the Atlanta Rain make their season three debut. Their twelve man roster foaming at the teeth. I would have to guess after four weeks of just no games. Uh, super high expectations across the board. Definitely not rare to see them in the top five to the top three for a lot of people. The Atlanta rain have an incredibly high expectation on them. Uh, this, uh, this one, they're going up against the Houston or not the Houston, sorry. The, uh, Toronto Toronto Defiant. The Atlanta rain are favored 66, 34, and in this one, just to put the odds out there for the audio listeners, uh, Toronto, Toronto just had an expectation shattering performance against the Philadelphia fusion, taking them to map five, almost completing the reverse sweep. So, uh, Yiska for you, let's, let's get uh, philosophical for a second. How important is this first match engaging the Atlanta rain? Um, yeah, it's, I, I think the problem is that we still don't have a clear idea where we would put uh, the Toronto Defined in the overall uh, table. And especially like we haven't seen the Asian teams. It is weird that we're getting to see a team that isn't from the Asian, Asian region so late into the stages, but that was always going to be the case even without Corona. So, And those, um, the two teams that we largely haven't seen because of that, right, are the Gladiators... And the rain, right? Those are the two we we saw Gladiators week one, but one mm-hmm. match against Vancouver. Yeah, those are kind of the yeah, two yeah. Western teams that were supposed to spend a lot of time in Asia to start off the season. Yeah, uh, I mean Atlanta actually wouldn't have had a game no, at all. Just, yeah, they if, just start. If, oh, really? Atlanta they, just starts yeah. four weeks later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super weird. Well, and it's especially idiot. weird. Because I just given assumed the hero that they were supposed to play in one mm-hmm. of the China homestands. I mean, it's not no, a wrong assumption. That should have happened. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that was my yeah. assumption. My bad. Yeah. But um, so it's hard for that. I also think it's a weird match for the Defiant because they are like, uh, they have significant tape out there. Um, I would argue have already shown some trump cards um, and made it close. And um, you mean in, I think, in scrims? No, in against the uh, just playing so much in advanced Philly. Uh, I think he's oh, oh Tur- Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Atlanta. I was like, what Trump's okay, cards yeah. have we seen from Atlanta? I think Atlanta. It will be interesting. I gotta, I gotta get all my uh, scrim juice. But at least in the start, like before the season started, when I was actively researching for the scrimbox stock exchange, they were playing a very aggressive style. Like they look definitely better with uh, Gator and Hawk uh, than with Pogpo. Um They were rotating um, their DPS around fair bits. Not sure too much about Baby Bay, and then like their backline, the the suspected like Dogman uh, and Master plate. So um, it's interesting to see if they will play a more aggressive style. Now keep in mind. This rush style that we had at that time was also the stuff that Houston tried. And that's not to say that the style is bad. Just saying, like, you know, this the pilots might be yes, underwhelming. It, yes, but it, 
like it definitely has turned a little bit and we are not sure what's happening and if atlanta will just play you know like the meta composition that seems to be just like you know may reinhardt mccree lucio anna diva uh these heroes right so um if they do i would reckon that's a good match we've already seen that I, I think Sharp and Edison are nuts, so um, that should should be interesting. But we've also seen that Chauffeur can uh, hold his own against the top tier DPS. Um, I think it will be interesting to see them. The probably Ursa right on May. Um, how that looks? You'd think uh, so, right? Because they they kind of have yeah. like three hit scan players, and they have Ursa. Yeah. I'd imagine Ursa uh, probably plays me. I think Baby Bay is probably the only one who probably is flexed enough. Yeah, and I don't, th I I don't think that we that see... One. Do you think that we see Baby Bay on Reaper? I don't think we see Baby Bay at all. I agree. Probably not. So probably it, not. it's Sharp, Edison, Baby Bay, and Ursa are the four DPS. Yep. They've mm -hmm. got it nice and split evenly. Four DPS, four tanks, four healers. It feels really good for the OCD mm -hmm. people in the crowd. Uh... <laughs> So I, I agree. Baby Bay, I think, is is probably going to be uh, a really interesting backup. <laughs> backup, backup, maybe. That's that's actually a good point, because if there is a May that makes like cross-map uh, ultimates mm -hmm. like this work, it would be Baby Bay. Because for some reason, that, that stuff also ended up being somehow... Good in goats, like be, because unpredictable. Because I nobody. Yeah, actually yeah I don't that. know if it was good, but it was uh, effective. It worked. Yes, it yeah. it was allowed to work. <laughs> yes. Okay, we can frame it I that think, way. I up. think there's and there's probably two. I think like Horizon Lunar Colony is a great example of a map where uh, more aggressive, especially on offense, more aggressive DPS tend to do a little bit better. And like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like they they try to throw in a baby bay there but um yeah i don't think he sees i don't i don't know if we see baby bay i think if there's a hero pool meta that atlanta struggles with and they need someone like sabiel b to step in and to like be the coach's hand in the team i think baby bay could be that person but that sacrifices a lot of like individual skill you to, to like really cohese the team you have to be really yeah. confident in that game plan too in that if if plan a fails what's your plan b when you have baby bay in there right. which i mean they they've they've done well with before i mean go back and look at playoffs and look at baby bay and reaper like he was kind of thrown to the wolves constantly but they still found success because of that game plan like john's saying so um yeah it's it's possible to see him in the future i wouldn't say this week though I, i'd be very shocked to see him this week yeah excited to see just atlanta rain in, in general right like week yeah. one was so exciting for so many reasons but one of them was actually finally seeing who are we going to see you know mm -hmm. and, and we definitely were wrong about some of the oh yeah teams and their starting sixes and how they were going to utilize uh their different players on different maps and in different map types so it, it, it's going to be really interesting i think to see there um, I, I, I think that we've kind of discussed, uh, Atlanta's DPS issue or not issue, but situation. 
situation. Situation is probably the right word to put it. They've they've got a lot going on there. Uh, what do you expect to see from the tank line from the Atlanta Rain, Joe? Gator uh, Hawk. I think that both of them can still play what the standard composition, like the Ryan Diva. They can play Ryan Arisa and if for whatever reason they decide they want to play, you know, like Ryan Sigma or, you know, some some other weird stuff, like both of them are actually weirdly flexible. Gator, obviously one of the better Sigmas we saw in the playoffs last year. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be a little weirded out to see anybody else in the uh, the tank line. Gator Hawk seemed like a lock to me. And let's go, let's, I mean, let's just round it out then. So, uh, what about, so they, they made some changes. Uh, obviously Masa is still there. Uh, fire added kind of last minute Kodak. Another one added last minute Dogman obviously is still there. Uh, what do you, what do you expect to see from the support? That one's a little bit up in the air for me. I think main supports, not so much. I think Masa is just too good not to play um as much as i think that fire brings um some intangibles uh i think that having a mechanically good lucio this meta i I think i'm definitely swaying that more that way um in these more recent weeks um flex support though is where i kind of just flip a coin i really don't know i've got to assume it's dogman he's historically been or at least i i remember him as being a better ana but I again it's it's been kind of weird it's it depends on who's doing well in scrims so um it could be either or but I have to give like a little edge to dogmat I'd imagine Are you in agreement Yeska with those tanks and supports Yes, yes. I think, I think that's it makes totally sense I think, I think you're I think we're in the right place there I feel about the same So let's talk about the Toronto Defiance side I mean the Toronto Defiance I think have kind of defied a lot of people's expectations um, I don't want to say they've super duper overperformed, but I think that we had a pretty large delta for Toronto, and I feel like they're performing at the higher level of that delta. At least for me, they were. I definitely way underrated Toronto for how they're playing so far. I'll own that one. That's my one. That's my mulligan. Uh, they they've been playing well. Sure, four has definitely uh, kind of shown his resilience <laughs> through probably one of the the longest stints as a professional Overwatch player so especially a western professional Overwatch player so mm-hmm. uh kudos to them but they're coming in to this match where they're favored or they're not favored 66 to 34 uh Joe is is there a world and obviously there's a lot we don't there's so many uh things we don't know about Atlanta just yet we haven't actually I guess we should say we haven't actually seen them play we've seen Toronto play now we've seen them play I believe three or four matches I think it's three matches uh we'll double check that right now why not one and one so they're uh we've seen them play one match or two matches (laughs) wow math is just really tough uh Toronto Defiant have played two matches so far so we've seen them play we haven't seen Atlanta play uh, so obviously the whole, like, could this roster totally just suck kind of thing is always still there for Atlanta, but assuming that that, that is not the case and that we're semi-accurate with where Atlanta is, uh, how, how do Toronto overcome that challenge? 
I think there's a lot going into Atlanta. This is again their debut. Um, Toronto is a little weird, right? Like they do play some different styles. They do play dive. They can still play standard. Sure, four, like you said, can pop off when he needs to. Um, so I wouldn't count them out. I think it's really it's a great first match for Atlanta just to see exactly where they're at. And I do think there are worlds where they lose, but I think it's it's a pretty safe bet to say that Atlanta is going to come in pretty prepared. But again, first time on stage, you know, you got to get the, the cobwebs off. Scrims are one thing. But again, can you transition that to, to the main stages is different. And then being able to level change with a defined and be able to match them on whatever they throw at you. Because again, they're kind of positioning positioning themselves this season to kind of be that weird team that's just going to play what they, they think are. is good even though even though other people necessarily aren't so Seth it's, it's really about good job he does a really good job of walking the line between we're a meta team and we're like kind of a the meta team right where <laughs> it's kind of a little bit kind of back and forth and and I don't want to say unorthodox because it's not like the Chengdu Hunters, where it's like you don't really know every. T- you, it's really hard to prepare for them. You know roughly to what to expect, but the breadth is there, and the strategy coaches seem to do enough job to give that that depth uh, to their strategies to where they, um, you know, seem to really surprise. And Toronto has kind of been that team for us so far. I think in season three. Yeah, they're a little weird. Um, I don't know that we'll. I don't think I'd go as far as to say that we won't ever see kind of like that same storyline with Chengdu just because of how rigid goats was and how kind of just accepted it was Fair. like, we just play this and that's just the best. And if you do anything else, you're just, you know, feed Fair. it. Great point. Um, so it's, it's tough to, to kind of really tie them in, but that's like the, the emotional, like that's, that's exactly who you, you go to where it's just like, Oh, they play weird things. You know, I, I, I sympathize with that, but it's just, it's so hard to to talk about that because we haven't even seen like half the world yet um and the meta is still pretty open and hero pools is going to be coming what next, next week, week. Or this weekend this weekend we have the lottery so it's uh, this weekend's the lottery it's going to be announced yeah. on watch point presumably <laughs> the 30 minutes before or do you think it's going to be the 30 minutes i think it's going to be after okay i think it's going to be after they'll probably extend the show a little bit uh Wait, do- it has to be after well, it's the, it's not. Oh yeah, because it uses the, it uses uh, the yeah. data from weeks three and four. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So yeah. sorry, it's going to be after for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so Yiska, they, sorry, do right. no, no, Yiska, hang hang your hat here. Uh, any any way you're going with the defiant on this one, or is this a rain win? No, that's a rain win. Rain win, Joe. I say uh, rain. I also say the rain. Um, it, it's probably one of the more volatile ones in, in the sense that I'm, I'm really be. excited to just see what Atlanta looks like, right? And until yeah, we get same. that first match, like I'm a lot more excited to analyze the second match after we see what the first match happens, right? Yep. Uh, but I think it, we would be f- uh, foolhardy to pick the Defiant here in this one. Yep. I think it's not a, not not in the numbers just yet. Um, Atlanta can pilot a lot of different things. They can, they can, they have a very flexible roster. They have a bit, very wide roster. Like they, they have a lot of tools that should have prepared them. No, for re- this. Yeah, no reason. I mean, you've seen, you already know so. Toronto. You've seen Toronto play. Yeah. Toronto hasn't seen you play. Toronto yep. also has to prepare for the outlaws, which we're going to talk about in a second, who I think that, you know, they really might f- this week. They really might, but 
I, they're kind of NYXLing me in which like, I'm like, but yeah, but they got to win this one. They got it. It's like NYXL and playoff. Yeah, they got this though. They got that. They, they've learned from that. So we're going to see. Let's talk about match number three, the London Spitfire versus the Houston Outlaws. Now this one is actually our, it's actually our third most lopsided match, but not by much. 81-19 in favor of the London Spitfire. Yeah, break out the red panties. We're going all in. What? We're going all in. We're we're getting some payday. Call yes. up Mr. McGregor. Mr. McGregor. We're we're getting some we're getting some scrim bucks. Yeah. So, so this is and we're kind of discussing a little bit before the show. Joe, yes, I don't care which one of you take this one, but sounds like Houston don't might much. Uh, okay, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> do you believe that Houston might be turning a, a corner coming into their own homestand against a London Spitfire team that's been very polarizing in their results? They uh, definitely um, they 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 had a close one with NYXL to open up. They got stomped by parents. Reverse sweep Paris. They reverse sweep the Justice with with Shui and Cleston. So we're seeing a lot of different looks and a lot of different variables here. Um, is this, is this a, a match that you think actually goes the distance? Mm. So thing is, Outlaws never did really badly in scrims. They have an issue in translating what they do in scrims onto the server. There are tangible reasons, and now they're playing at home, and presumably that means they have more practice than other teams, and they have less travel in terms of like fatigue, so that should help them. They're still not um, cured, so they're still not healthy. Like according to Dream on uh, on yeah, Twitter, just a couple like players, still, still three sick. players sick. Yeah, um, but and. And he Optimism also says is high. they are feeling good about, uh, about it right now. Yeah. And uh, that's also what I heard from the scrim results. So I think 80-20 is way too high. Oh, it's ridiculous. But it's still a London game, of course. And then that's what the reason why I think it's too high. London just there's a good chance that just London throws against anybody. They could play Boston and throw. Sure, but Again, like London has wins and London has wins against people who won against Houston. Now, transitive property, blah, blah, blah. But London put something out there and it's not bad. They didn't look that bad against NYXL. Um, they reverse sweeped uh, Washington impressively so. Sure. And um, I think you, you still got to give it to London. Like it would be unreasonable. Scrimbox be damned, but like you cannot. I don't know what kind of uh, weight you assign to playing at home, even though like the last homestand should have taught you that it's not much. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it to London, but it's more like a six, 65 35. Okay, fair enough. Joe, how do you feel, man? See, I've got that. I've got that flipped. I think Houston. Took the toilet bowl and and have identified what they need to or or have a plan on how to translate scrims to stage. Um, I don't know that that was the 
I don't know that that was these the identified problem going into these more recent weeks, but I think now it's obvious. It's obvious to them that they have to figure out a way to put this put these results on stage, and they have found a plan to be able to do that. Like uh, like as you said, optimism is high from the coaching staff, so that's that's definitely a good sign. And again, this is London, who isn't the cleanest team in the world. This is this is a team that is is messy all over the place. Yes, they beat Justice, but again, I don't think Justice is like some sort of good team. Like I. I think they're still bottom five. They're still not not a great team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they reverse sweep them. That that can say something about your mentals, but that also can say something about justice mentals because they were also sick. So I I'm still not entirely too sure where to place London. And I think if Houston is going to do it, it's going to be against the London Spitfire at home. Three two, um, sixty five thirty five kind of deal. Like it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a, a it's going to be a, a barn burner. It's going to be a mess. But I think Houston walks out without some arms and legs, but they, they survive. Okay, so what makes you confident that they found something to translate to actual matches? What what kind of tangible uh, evidence do you have for that? There, there's obviously none, right? It's 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 the it's the assumption that because we we applaud this coaching staff, we know this coaching staff is good. If if that's going to stand the test. They have to have found something by now. They have to have some sort of plan. Approaching this with the same plan, yeah, they're going to lose. That's why I have to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they've they've come up with something. I don't know what they've come up with. I'm not in those meetings. I'm not in those scrims. But when you're coming out and saying we're we're looking we're looking good, granted that can be some PR move, but I, I you know I don't think these these are the type of people to do that. Sure, but are you not? Do you not have to also apply that same logic to Pavane and Agape? I don't have any sideshow videos with P- Pavane and Nagate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you could. I think that because we've seen them consistently kind of be all over the place, where it's like in one match they can hold them, they can hold justice at th- 4.31 meters, and then they can lose control 99 like both ways, or they can barely win out a clutch against justice, who again, I think isn't a great team. Um, I think that was more or less justice kind of throwing than London actually beating them in some cases, especially in some of those fights. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't put that as high as a lot of people do. I think it was impressive, but I think that was just a mess of a team. And I think this is another messy game, one that London can easily lose. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put a little mustard on the hot dog. I'm going to say that, that Houston turns it around. I, so I, I've got a little tighter margin. I'm at 58, 42 in favor of the Houston Outlaws. And there, there's a few things. Number one, I, I think I, I believe the framework that, that Dream and Harsha have put in place. I think that they've got the right pieces and they've got the right idea they haven't been able to execute. I think illness has been a big thing. I don't think that they are just riding on that because it's an easy excuse. I feel like I know Dream well enough and he's not... He, there's, there's, <laughs> Dream and I have had many disagreements, but dude takes responsibility. So, mm-hmm. like, if if there wasn't some as, and he did take responsibility in the sideshow interview, uh, but there was also a lot of optimistic takes from that, and I think that they're right. I think that they're close, and I think, yep. as you said, the scrim results are there. They're also, uh, 
translating that, I do think that this is a very a team that is very energized by a home crowd. To to be fair, Yiske, you said, well, look at Washington. They're probably one of the most hype, no. dopamine-addicted, uh, like, you know, crazy Western teams or teams just in general that we have, and that, that doesn't... All, all of a sudden translate into performance, but they didn't have to deal with acrobat people hanging from the ceiling the whole time. So uh, obviously they stayed up there the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> but that's, I, that's how you get to the mental. So you just, this is, you know, this is one of those, acrobatics. This is one of those things that, um, you know, in baseball, it's like some people can justify it with stats and numbers and that, and some, some scouts, they just feel it. This is one of those outside of what I've said. You just kind of feel it. So instead of feeling it, we also have to talk about Jeremy McDougal. Okay. Not the greatest main tank, right? Also go back and look at, at London versus Paris. J, J Mac, by the way, for those yes, people. Who that is, like that him. is, uh, uh, J Mac's nickname. Um, we just make up weird names. Charlie Macarons. Uh, exactly. Uh, so go back and watch London, Paris. Isn't the Jared theme there? Mc- Never mind. I think is that Glister doesn't really get to do anything. I think that could be a very, very obvious win condition. Whereas if Glister is absent, it doesn't get to kind of pop off on McCree and Widow. London, again, don't seem to have a tertiary win condition. Bernard does look very, very good. If we see him. But if we see him. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I, feeling it, better, right? it's, it's, it's a bit of a reach. Sickness, I, right? I, I'm, I'm admitted in saying it's a reach, but yeah, I, I feel there, like it got to reach. I feel like we've only seen like 70% Glister yet as well. Like for his skill level, I think what percentage of outlaws do you think we've seen of the, in this meta? I'm not sure. Probably. I think think we've seen 60, 70% of outlaws. Oh no. I'm not sure. I I don't know, but I I can tell you that. You think that we've seen less of that than outlaws or more? Yeah. I don't okay. think we've seen Fine. like anything that the outlaws have brought. Fair, okay. Yeah, that's that's I'm, I'm that's to fair say that. to say, but it's like, a you gotta like it's four games. It's not like they fluked out one and then you go like, ah, oh, okay, it's four yeah. games now. So, yeah. and uh, the same volatility in the performance surely has to be applied to London, who also had their sickness. Bernard couldn't play. Like, and I'm not sure if he's going to be back, to be fair. Sure. But, um, and Glister not on top of it yet. I assume it's much easier to make J Mac a better player because he is this low right now. Uh, probably do, the only. Why, why is that? Why so, is that? Why do you think it's better to make J Mac right, a better okay. player? I'm pinning, pinning because, this. Because, because making very. Look at Ben Best, dude. Okay, so so, uh, but I'm asking, why do you think London can make uh, J Mac a better player and Houston can't make Uma a better player? I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying the prior is quite clearly that London are better right now, setting it, and I really feel like that you guys are so favorably favorably arguing against it is personal bias. I'm telling no. you right now, yep. you are going there Me, yep. for. Uh-huh. No, it's yep. not. Uh-huh. 
it, this this is yep. this is a stretch. This is a bold take. This is London being sloppy. This is London being very focused around Glister. This is the Houston coaching staff being strong. Not necessarily a friendly take, but just because I know them and I I know what they talk about. I know how they think. If this if this coaching staff is going to be good, they have to turn this match in particular around. And if they don't, yeah, it's it's done. I don't care about oh you Houston being good. No, no, they're they're just dead at this point. Hero pools, it might turn around, but past this point, yeah, if they can't turn around here, it's a bad precedent. All of those things included, none of those necessarily involve personal relationships. Yiska, would you say that we're we're in week we're coming into week four, and if you had four games over four weeks or four games over two weeks, which one do you think would be more preferable? If four games over four weeks, of course. Sure. Yeah. So they they had four games over two weekends. They had a lot to prepare for. They missed week one. So week two and week three is is when they performed. Now they're coming back and playing two games in week four. They've got a lot of games that they've had to prepare for. I don't necessarily, I don't like the argument that, hey, they've played four games and this is what we've seen. I kind of think of each homestand as as almost like a game in itself, right? That That level of team that you see on that weekend, it's kind of, I feel like has been relatively consistent. And so in the sense of if they lost two games in one weekend, it's not, it's a little bit different rather than saying like, Hey, they've, they lost the weekend. Does that make sense? I, I, I know I explained sure, that very Sure. I, I understand what you mean. That suddenly I, the, like it's, it's basically like in two weeks, right? So there's less variance there or like it's a weaker argument for that. But still, the precedent is set and I would have to see extraordinary um, like factors coming in for me to value them higher. Like, Fair enough. Know. Need to see more from Blase. Uh, no. I think I think is one of the big thing. Need to see more than Muma. But I think I think that those are the two people that are like, how do they step up and how do they perform? And I think that both of them have had underperformances in their first four matches versus both yep. bo- both versus of them, London like- who who kind of are middling. So I in in my mind it's tough to take a middling team and improve them than it is to take a bottom team and make huge jumps. Would you agree with that? It's tough to improve fifty percent than it is to improve zero percent. Yes. Also so, London again. London beat justice by one by one McCree shot. Nope. Yeah, but they could have won against NYXL. And they could have also won the... Uh, the they were basically 2-0 and then threw by the same margin that they won against uh, Justice. Like... <sighs> what was the other game they played? Paris and they got creamed. I mean, sure, but Paris also apparently is. But that not, was was that not Paris before Hanbin as well? Was Harris? It was. Paris I don't think Hanbin. it matters that much. But yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, I we, I, I we have an agreement. So, I, I agree definitely. So Joe and I, Joe and I are very very rarely on the same page. Usually, it's Yiska and I making the safe picks. Yeah. This is one and of and again, I don't think it's going to be some sort of Houston. Stomp. I'm surprised at how safe this pick is for Yiska for him to be justifying it to that level because <laughs> it's wait I, don't think I, it's I think you are you guys are off the rocker I know you do thinking that it's I know you do that has 
that has two maps against the worst team in the league. I know. And I, I, I'm like dreading Monday. Insane, I'm take. dreading Monday where I'm going to have to come back here. Right. You're, you're probably wrong now. Be right. It doesn't matter what happens. You're wrong now. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I, th- I think. I think you're. Where do you put London right now? Give me a number. Fifteen. And somehow Houston can't beat a fifteenth place team, and there's no possible favored against them, though. Especially if London is already again. Is I don't. Still I, I, I think we're we're, we're we're not like communicating. There's a, there's a failure to communicate here. I don't think this is going to be a Houston stop by any means. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But to not have London favored when one of those teams barely like can make a, a competitive series against the joke of the league that everyone talked about, and then everything else stomps them the hell out, and then you say, well. I heard in scrims, and I also know the coaches, and uh-huh. and then and then we talked about Glister, and then I talked about all of my other points that you're just not like, it's not piercing no, the thick skull. No, it's it, like a you're not giving that credit, same credit to Pavane, and let's let's call Spade Spade here. Pavane and Galgape, hundred percent are a better coaching staff than Dream and Hasha. I would agree with that. I don't understand how. So where has that coaching staff been when they constantly are choking? Again, you'd agreed that fifty percent improvement is difficult, right? Improving fifty percent is hard. Improving zero percent is much easier. But they have rookies that are just coming in, and it's very understandable for them to. Be underperforming while Houston has all inconsistent only performing. O- only veterans that should know better and should be, be over these choking issues right. and these like communication issues. So it is a harder issue to fix. Again, I, I, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree, but I don't understand and I don't appreciate the point that you think this is somehow like personal bias. I've provided you with a number of different points that you just if don't accept. If and that's the label fine. was Boston, you would never say that. It, it doesn't matter. Like you change the uh, names. I don't, I don't know that I would. It's I think I still probably favor this. You okay, can. Well, you can. It's hey, impossible. So we'll just leave it at that. As as the resident host and moderator here, you can send that my way. Super biased, unintelligent ape man. I get it. Send it my way. Joe, you, I, I, you have been fair. I think, I think you have justified it. Yiska does. I think I've agree. tried to justify it as best I can. I also and think this is an entertainment show. Uh, you know, I'm here to try the, and be a little bit entertaining. Yiska's I'm, getting the thirty second <laughs> mute. No, I'm just kidding. This is around. I, I, I would love line. to give it to Dream. Like, let's let's not. Like, sure. I also think. By the way, like, if I read the the Dream threads, it's just like Shut it's up. so good. Yeah. We're not it's, talking. About, oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, but I will like, say, Yiska, I do think that you have a bias for accounting for bias. I'm going to say it right now. I feel like you put... Maybe. Sure. I feel but, like you may be putting like, ah, I like Dream. I know him. I've talked to him a ton. Therefore, sorry, bro. You're going to f***ing lose. <laughs> like, it's just... For me, it's like, we have a team that has a win on, on, on the board. We have a team that played the NYXL close and we have a team that had and no wins on the board one match two. and has wait, made one game close against the Boston uprising. Dude. Again, like, I'm not, I'm not here to prove you wrong or I'm not here to change your mind. I, I provided my points and we're just going to leave it I at am. that. I'm here to prove you wrong. This is, we were renaming tactical crouch to prove Yiska wrong podcast. 
So sorry for all those who purchased those uh, tripod Yiska and Volmel mugs. Speaking of which, Yiska, do you got a which? How do you have so many mugs? Mm. Show it's us the mug. show us the tactical crouch mug really quick. You like that? Look at that. That's pretty cool. Volamel tripod in Yiska little mug. Go to bit.ly slash TCP shop. We should get one that says tripod was right. Volamel was right. And Yiska was right. And just see who buys the most like stickers mugs. That's what we're going to do. I would, I would buy a Volamel was right mug today. Because, Joe, you've proven yourself over and over again to be right in those, like, really marginal things. Oh, I mean, let's, I mean, again, Gladiators Vancouver happened, so let's not, let's True. not gas me up to All right, it. fair enough. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go check that out. What a great segue into match number four. The Philadelphia Fusion versus Jerry and the Boston <laughs> Uprising. Okay, okay, dude. What? Can we just go 90-10 and move on? Yeah, we, I think we all agree. Well, actually, we're going 87-13, and yes. Oh, okay. Fusion. Uh, we got to see more. Uh, this is kind of an interesting one. 60-40, Atlanta Rain, Paris Eternal. Ooh. 60-40, which odds? way? 60, who, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I was Atlanta. hoping so, but again, these yeah. odds have been a little wonky. Sorry That's to everybody who wants thing. chips of time in chat. We're yeah, not shut, going get there. out of my get out get the get the f- out of my face. Oh, <laughs> by, by the Paul way, Mel's gassed the, right now. I feel like these odds are right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> like they are just probably like a, their a, power a rankings of combined like, with uh, yeah their their power rankings plus uh, their current rankings. Yeah. I feel like Atlanta's percentage is probably a little bit too low, but honestly, like Paris has really uh, Paris surprised me, especially how they have turned some of their um, their weaker members around. Ben Best doesn't look like J Mac dog. No, like thank he God, looks actually, great, but yeah, yep, yeah, he looks like a legitimate uh, contender. Nico looks nuts. Uh, backline, okay, so. Like when we did our power rankings, we didn't know about the FD God. I think that's a significant upgrade. He's actually a nutty player, like funny Astro A and B. I think like just like in terms of how I conceptualize them, like both Korean, uh, European uh, flex supports coming in with a lot of hype, mechanically like nutty and yep. uh, also well integrated into the system. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think. Um, that team is actually surprisingly good already. So, mm, 65 Atlanta, just because I think Atlanta is so nuts. And uh, I think also, I have, I don't know about you, Joe, I have pretty high hopes for us as a May. Yeah, I think that, uh, like we mentioned before, uh, I think Atlanta can do a lot of different things. It depends on if they want to. Historically, they've been a little bit uh, creative, let's say. Um, but that said, I think they have a lot of pieces that fit this meta and should do well. Whereas Paris is still kind of like ironing out communication, you know, figuring out who's playing what again, a lot of this weird Sigma play on control that I'm still, um, unsure on, uh, could be throwing teams off a little bit, but yeah, I think Atlanta is, is the safe bet here. Um, no entertainment value here. No, no biases. I think Atlanta probably takes this. 
Fair enough. Atlanta would have to fall pretty hard on their face against Toronto for this to change, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We obviously yeah, yeah. don't have that info now. No reason to go off of <laughs> that assumption. So, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. It could just, change. Like, if they bomb out on Saturday, then maybe we revisit this. And... Who knows? We've seen some teams give us some really weird looks that yeah. don't make sense to yeah. us. Like, yeah. who knows? We'll, we'll add that asterisk here and say that on paper, this should be easily Atlanta for uh, on yeah. every category. But should be. A, Before I saw them, I thought uh, Houston Outlaws were making midseason tournament just because of their, their schedule. Week schedule. Yeah. And um, like they basically have to they win probably would have gone eight one, right? yeah, no, eight one seven go, two. They would have to go five four and hope that other teams just really underperform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, it's I, basically impossible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how the math works out with uh, so much of uh, China and Korea, out yeah, yeah. There, but I would assume so. Um, okay, let's go to the next one then. That's going to be the London Spitfire versus the Florida Mayhem. This is 57-43. Joe, who do you think in favor of? 57-43. I'd hope it's Florida. It is not. It is not. That's weird, yeah. That's Isn't bizarre. Isn't that an interesting one? That's a little weird. But there again, is that like number of matches? Three. No, it's two and two. I don't know. I don't know where they get these numbers. Yeah, Fifty-seven forty-three in favor of London. Uh, I don't know I, about that one. Personally, I'm going. I'm on the mayhem train on this one. I'll go first. Uh, this seems like a this seems like a very winnable match for Florida. I think they've looked fine. I think we've yeah. seen some some uh, different variables with looks that we're seeing at the tank line and the DPS line, but I don't think that that's made them look bad. By any mean, I think this is totally a winnable game, and I w- I would say fifty seven forty three the other way. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd round it up, but yeah, sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that was that was a, that was a big <laughs> that was a big leap. I know. I'll take the easy one, guys. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Yiska. Same way, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I have uh, Florida winning. Um, again, I think London's just messy. Yeah, we like London. Again, I, 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 I like London. I like watching them, but on this one, last but not least, Toronto Defiant versus the Houston Outlaws. Interesting enough, this is our most one-sided match of the week. Actually, yeah. no, it's not. Sorry. Uh, the uh, Oh, don't Boston play this week? Yeah, Fusion versus Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the second most lopsided one do? this week. Uh, Toronto Defiant, <laughs> 83. Houston Outlaws, 17. Yeah. Um, is this Again, not, high, one that, but- not one that Houston can win. Just just can't happen. This isn't, this isn't a messy team. This isn't a team that has one threat. This isn't a team that, you know... Has has proven to be in their past matches it's to in be the, inconsistent. This is this is a team that looks good. Not their volatility. Yeah. yeah. This is Fair this enough. like this is obviously Toronto. Like if you're going to call bias, like if I said Toronto here, I, yeah, I'd be like, what, yeah, the, yeah. what what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, he must have he must be yeah. you know paid by if paid by said, flame. Uh, Houston, right? Yeah, yeah. If 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 yeah, I yeah. said Houston yeah, yeah. here, bold faced, okay. like you'd be like, all right, paid by flame. Nope, this guy's this guy's a shill. No, no, no. Of course not. Like there's, you have Baroy to balance God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I 
No matter if Houston win or lose, it, I don't think they beat the Defiant here. They would have to come out yeah. so decisively strong. They would have mm-hmm. to like 3 0 London in one of the most decisive. Yeah, they'd have to be like a brand new team. And then brand even new team, then, we're seeing a new even look, then, new players. I don't know. You know, you see Linkser in, they see the light, they're like, you know what? Let's just let Linkser f a little bit, see what happens. Even, it's not going to happen. Even with that. Dude, there's a game Dude, plan, talk. there's a playbook, and I think that they're going to stick to it. And I think that that playbook is going to get them wins. Sure. Not if, against Toronto they, in week four. If they win this year, I believe in the seventh man, my dude. I believe in the green wall. <laughs> that is true. They, they do have the seventh man. Toronto also it has to prepare against the uh, Atlanta Rain. Who knows mm. how much. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a match that they think that they actually really have a chance for. They over-prepare for that one, under-prepare for Houston. Houston comes back on day one for a look I and don't boom. Know. But that's kind that's of only, that's that's kind of some Rain Man stuff. I don't think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think there's only so much preparation for a team that you haven't seen play yet and haven't seen tape. And also, yeah. like, let's be honest, if you actually know what they're playing in scrims, that's kind of scummy, dude. Like, that sh- should never happen. I'm not saying it doesn't. And I'm yeah. not implicating anyone here in any scrim stuff, but you shouldn't be shouldn't be in the know what what they are playing right now right or who they're playing or whatever you shouldn't but i think that's just kind of it comes with the territory of dealing with 18 to 24 year olds without like a very mature practice culture without sure. like it it's gonna get out people people talk either you know things get shared or actual like tangible evidence gets shared so it shouldn't mm. but you know, we still have teams trying to win scrims rather than yeah. practice. So fair we'll enough. See. Scrims are important, sure. man. How are you going to get signed to that real team if you aren't performing well in scrims on the bad team? There you have it. All right, chat. <sighs> this has been a fun that. one. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, it's been a fun one. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hope you had a good time. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Yiska at Yiska Out, and Volamel at Volamel. Virtually everywhere on the internet. Follow the show at tactical underscore crouch on Twitter. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Yiska, I think we got some new patrons this week, don't we? Uh, we do. And they are. Um, Kasha67. Now, someone called 67 is sort of like, okay, which which dad did we attract here? <laughs> I guess this is this an old dad. Let's go. I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is like a high level memer that was just like, I'm gonna not put 69. I'm gonna put 67. Two numbers off. They can't possibly think that it was that sex number. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Also, Casper H, um, Nathan P, Hunter Tain, and Josh D. Oh. Thanks See so how much. I read yeah. so slowly just to vet the uh, mm-hmm. the names, the names. so the I didn't run into a trap. Yep, got it. You did, Joe. I do believe we have one five star iTunes review. Yes, blue baby blue uh, regular in the chat gave us a, a little bit of a review. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, if you would like your shout out, please uh, drop a five star iTunes review on uh, that there whatever that platform is that nobody uses. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll shout you out. 
Loved the comment on that one, though, Blue, by the way. Very good. I think probably the best five-star review ever written for the show. Nice. I would have to say. If you don't know, uh, go read it for yourself. Just search for Tactical Crouch in iTunes. Read the most recent five-star iTunes review. And while you're there, leave another five-star iTunes review of your own. Really helps us uh, jump up in that algorithm. Helps people know about the show. And we love uh, seeing your name on the show. So, I appreciate you. Uh, Other than that, let's go ahead and get out of here. Big thanks again to our... Patron producers, Battlecrab, Made Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, and Kasha67. Thanks so much for supporting this show at such an incredible level. We really appreciate you all. Uh, we try to express our love for you as much as you have expressed your love for us. So thank you again. Uh, Joe, very quickly, shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? What do you got going uh, on? All that good on stuff. On all the socials at uh, Volamel. That's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Uh, posted a new video today. Uh, worked on it most of last night. Kind of talking about why I keep saying that the Philadelphia Fusion can carry from every role. Um, conceptualized that and showed you some cool clips. I Yeah, so that's on the YouTube. And then expect writing this week. Expect predictions this weekend. And alternate Overwatch this weekend as well. So yeah, check it out. Awesome. Yitzke, what about you, man? Um... Probably go on to write something about the topic we talked about a little bit earlier with the with the feedback. Maybe I, I got some ideas or something from other games where um, I had a, like a, where I just felt like you know rewarded for being a support player or like a tank player. And um, otherwise, yeah, um, recap maybe we'll see uh, if I got time for that. If so, probably just a short one. My pinhead has has of course forgotten to put the straw polls out to have those matches evaluated, which is sad because we had a good, lot of good matches last week. Um, so I'm probably going to do m- the evaluations myself. Otherwise, as always, like if you want to watch Owl in uh, with a friendly group uh, on Discord or not so friendly group on Discord as it <laughs> as it may be. Um, voice um, chat's been of course totally in, great. In voice. voice chat's uh, been great, no problems. <laughs> yeah, voice chat's different, yes. Also because I can immediately swat down the mates and of this world. Yep. Fair enough. We try to do that in our game admin powers. Too. I've taken his admin powers now, so vowels, you're safe too. Nice. Smart. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Uh, I stream um, occasionally at twitch.tv slash kick tripod, so definitely come uh, make sure to follow here. You can also see the show live Mondays and Wednesdays. 11 a.m. Pacific time. But other than that, that's all we got for you. Thanks for hanging out. You guys have been great. We love you. Have an awesome one. We'll be back for a brief post show right after the music. Have a great week. Enjoy the games this weekend. See you Monday.